How you doing, man? Who is it? Obviously me. You told me to come over. Yes, my God, I'm so surprised you came. You know, I invited you here for a hey, specific listen. reason. Had a long day. Can I have a drink? Come in, come right. in. Cheers. Mm. I want to tell you something. I haven't told anybody else. You're the first person I'm telling. Please tell okay? me. It better be good. I'm going on tour. Well, I mean, I, I would expect so. Okay, but I'm going on a special tour. I'm... What are you doing? The stadiums? Mm-mm. Arenas? Nope. Coliseums? No, no, okay. no, no. What are you doing? I'm going on a theater tour. Are you crazy? People didn't believe in Einstein either. They thought he was a quack. He didn't go on tour. He discovered the theory of relativity. What? what explain that to me. Have you experienced the magic of a theater? Listen, I'm a DJ. The intimacy of a theater. Why, Why would, would you be? do that? Because I want to have an intimate experience with my fans. With well, your fans do love you, so it might be nice. So you think it's a good idea? No, it's terrible. We need, we need to make some money. Okay, but don't you think that after I do this for a little while, People are gonna start hiring me to special like parties, like bar, no. bar mitzvahs. We're not doing bar weddings, mitzvahs, Madonna. We Look at me and you like together, like talking, like this kind of intimacy. I kind of like this idea. We're just gonna vibe with each other. It's gonna be a vibe. We're gonna get close. I like it. It's that. good, you, you see better with one eye, right? I've taken a nap. <laughs> Madame X is going on tour. A theater tour. You're listening to MLVC, the Madonna podcast, the place where I want to teach you about love and loneliness and all things Madonna Louise, Veronica Ciccone. Hey, I'm Tony. And as you know, not everyone can come into the future and not everyone that's here is going to last. Hey guys, it's Stefan. We are so excited to be coming to you today with our official Madame X Tour Review. That's right, guys. We were at the Brooklyn Academy of Music, Howard Gilman Theater, on Thursday, September 19th, approximately 11 p.m. to see the Madame X show. It was everything I could have hoped for. Well, Stefan? Well, we were, there. <laughs> we were there at the theater a few hours before uh, 11 p.m., uh, but... Madonna did not come on until 11 p.m., but... Uh, That's right. Uh, I stand corrected. I mean, we, we did get there early. I wanted to look at the merch shop and see the tour book that was not being sold. Not yet. It's not coming. Yet. It's coming. It is coming. I actually went to Madonna.com in the merch section that I vowed never to return to. But, you know, <laughs> I, I was feeling a little uh, investigative, so I checked it out. And the tour book is listed, but it says coming soon, and you can sign up for an email alert, which I did, but... You know, um, response times from Madonna.com slash merch can take a while. So mm, yeah, get ready, guys. Yeah, but it was so um, the the pop up shop is officially closed up. It actually closed up on the nineteenth. It went out of business. Yeah, they well, was, I think they're just flipping back to know, a regular Live Nation shop. So apparently, there will still be Madonna merchandise there. So if you're looking for a last minute gift to like an engagement party or a baby shower, swing by, pick up your Madonna shot glass. Not for the baby shower, but swing by and you know maybe a baby eye patch or something. You know, you never know. Halloween is right around the corner. You can get your Madame X costume ready, your Maluma costume ready. I seriously, I do want to dress that. We'll get to this in a little bit down the, later in the show, but that one costume that remember when I turned to you during the uh, the, the song and I was like, oh my god, I want to do that outfit for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, there's there's so much 
costume possibilities coming from the Madame X tour. I wish there were more official pictures so that way we could like start piecing things together at the local thrift shop. Well, absolutely. But you know, my costume idea for Halloween this year, um, we first saw it at the Pride Island performance. I will be donning a trench coat, a blonde wig and dark glasses. And you better not talk to me because I'm going to be very busy solving crimes. I, I see. I figured you would just put your Vogue costume on and that would be your costume for the night. That's just every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so what we're going to talk about the Madame X tour experience that we had. We're going to go in depth on the show itself and the ins and outs. We're just literally going to go through the set list and talk about things that we like. So we are prefacing this right now. This is spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. If you are not interested in knowing anything about the Madame X tour at all, including the set list. Go see the show and then come back and listen. Correct. Take a pause on this episode. Go listen to our Guillermo Diaz episode again if you want. Or or go do your eyebrows. Do something else. Do something else. Do your eyebrows. Yeah, exactly. And then come back to the episode after you've seen the show because um, we, we, we are not holding back. Uh, this is for people who either A, want to know about the show going into it, or B, have already seen the show. Uh, but spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. So get ready. We've warned you. So just so you know. Now you know. Now you know. Um, so um, I, I've sort of been down at the BAM a lot more often than I thought I'd be. Uh, I, Tuesday night, uh, you might have seen from the Instagram, I, I literally knew I was going to be sitting on the couch and thought to myself, I can't not be there for opening night even though I don't have a ticket. And so I, I popped on down. I, I got some fan pictures and some videos and I was able to, I mean, I was going to stick around because I figured, oh, she'll go on on time and I'll be there at 9.30 and listen to some of the music through the through the side. How and deluded How you? delusional I was. <laughs> I, I can't believe I actually thought she, I mean, it was probably 10.45 by the time she went on. I mean, I have to work in the morning, so I was like, I'll hang in for a little bit and listen. But and, listen, Stefan, your PR... And your promotion efforts are very, very appreciated. I mean, getting the word out, talking to fans. I mean, people have, you know, DM'd me and said, I was like, oh my God, I love meeting Stefan. I love seeing him, you know, out in front of BAM. And (laughs) I wish that I could have been there, but I was at work. I was a poster child for the podcast uh, on Tuesday night. I actually, I, I was like telling everyone and anyone I could. I, I went up to one of her dancers who was milling around. Guy O'Siri passed by. I'm like, Guy, Guy, I have a Madonna podcast. And he was like, oh, that's great. And we, so I reintroduced myself to him. And uh, so, yeah, it was fun. Um, got to see some of the people going in like Anderson Cooper and uh, Spike Lee was there. And so that was the opening night hubbub. And then, and apparently, because I, I was posting the same videos that I was putting on Instagram on Twitter and my Twitter was blowing up. People from around the world were following me. They were hanging on every word because apparently I was the authority mm-hmm. of breaking news that night for the Madame X tour, which I was like, okay, this is a responsibility I didn't sign up for. But I like, know. I, when I, I posted my video saying, okay, I got to go. Vogue's the, th- the next song. And people were like shouting at me. They were, <laughs> they were like, they were like, you can't leave. People are listening and waiting for information from around the world. I'm like, um, unless you're going to pay me money uh, instead of going to work tomorrow, I got to go home and go to bed. So, I, sorry, tweet, sorry, Twitter verse. I have to go. Um, but yeah, Tony and I then went on to see the show on Thursday night, and it was the official press night. So there was after a whole after our show, there was a bunch of reviews that came out. And so, Stefan, since you were there on Tuesday night, why don't you tell us what the difference was with 
the crowds, the lines, and getting into the venue as opposed to the night we were there. Yeah. So if you are concerned about like, is she going, you know, should we get there early? Should we not get there early? If your venue that you're showing up to has not sort of done the whole uh, phone thing, the, the phone security thing, it might behoove you to get there a little early because there will be lines. There was uh, massive chaos and confusion on opening night, which maybe it was in part to the opening night, but it also could have been that the the venue wasn't used to working with the staff that had the phone pouches and whatnot. It was, it's a little chaotic because you get to keep your phone, but they have to put it in a little pouch and then they, they lock it for you. And then, of course, there's the whole rigmarole of having to go through security and make sure you don't have anything on you and this, that. So there are some lines. If you want to just show up early, because I, I mean... I got there at like seven o'clock because if I was sitting at home, I'd be twiddling my thumbs, freaking out. And I was like, I don't want to be stuck on a train somewhere. I'd just rather get there. So, and you joined up with me. I was uh, getting an adjustment, Alec. <laughs> yes. You, yes. Tony came from the chiropractor. Uh, so he was ready to dance, sing, and get up and do his thing. And uh, Tony joined up with me, I think you were what, around 8.30? Yeah, I got 845. there at 8.30. Yeah. Uh, we were, you know, you, you basically, because the tickets are all on your phones, uh, well, for most, I did see some printed tickets, which I was like, "How did you get the so printed jealous. tickets?" I want that to I, go. I know. Like seriously, it was like old school Madonna printed tickets. I don't know how they got them. Those are the people that got their tickets through Ticketmaster, not through the oh, Hellmouth hell lottery. That, I see. Oh, they were they that. Were, I would like to forget now that I've seen the show. They are smart to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they. I mean, I heard while I was waiting for you, I heard some woman grumbling with one of the staff members because she had apparently purchased like fake tickets from StubHub and she couldn't get in. Oh, and, this, and I was like, oh, girlfriend. Lesson learned. Yeah, I'm like, I did that with the girly show. I know all about your pain. Mm-hmm. So I, um, But Tony and I showed up. We, You show the people in line your electronic ticket on your phone. They give you a little hard card that so they write your seat. So that way, if you show up to your seat and somebody's sitting there, you can be like, ah, bitch, no, this is not your seat. This is my seat. Hashtag seat locator. Yes. And... It's a fun little thing to flash on your Instagram so people know that you were there. And uh, then you go through security. And once you get to security, they give you the little pouch for your phone. And in goes your phone. And you cannot use it in the venue. Like, you just can't. They, they like, Even in the lobby where the merchandise is, they are not allowing any phone usage. Uh, now, I know that I have seen some people have snuck photos and videos of the show, which... That Mad- fucking sucks, people. Sorry. I, I don't know, you know how they're doing that. Because but it's not right. Tony and I tried to sneak a picture in the in front of the curtain in back of us from the stage after the show. And they were like, sir, no. No photos allowed in here at all. No photos. And I'm like, I just want a photo in front of the X. I mean, we're going back and we'll tell you guys when later. And we'll, we're still going to try to get we a will photo try, in front uh, yeah. of the X. Look, after. It's, uh, it's, after, she's yeah. already gone. It's not how we're trying to get a picture of her. But so I find it kind of ironic that in 1993, when Madonna was on the Girly Show tour in the merch stand, you could buy uh, Girly Show branded condoms. And you know, flash forward to the Madame X Theater tour, and she is providing condoms for your phones. Yeah, <laughs> full circle moment, guys. Yeah, life is a circle. Uh, but you know, they have the merch that was at the pop up shop. It's all over there. You know, um, people are grabbing their their Madame X merch and and. Basically, we just went into the venue and we were forced to communicate with each other, which was really pleasant. Well, first we had to reconcile ourselves with where our seats were. Um, oh. It took a moment of adjustment to realize that we were in the fourth row, uh, 
spitting distance from the stage. Yeah, Tony had an emotional moment. Yeah, I started crying. He started to cry. I was a little overwhelmed. I couldn't really talk, which if you've listened to the podcast, you know that's normally not a problem for me. (laughs) And I was just like in awe at how close up we were. It was, it's a beautiful theater, the BAM. And one of the guys I had met opening night had come up to us just to say hi. And he pointed out, which I had not noticed, all of the X's that are around the the sort of the stage area, like just in decoration, not X's that she put there, just X's that happen to be within the like granite, the marble granite that's sort of like cascading around the the theater space. And Coincidence? I think not. Yeah, I, I bet you. I wonder if that's sort of why we ended up at BAM was maybe someone was doing location scouting for her to see where would be a good home for the Madame X tour. Oh, and you didn't know that there was an official Madame X uh, location scout in uh, blonde wig, dark glasses, and trench coat? Well, I did. Traveling ha- the globe? I did have the app that I downloaded, the Madame X location app, where you can find your local exes in your local communities um but i didn't i didn't see bam because that that was out of my my radius well they're trying to keep it under wraps because you know this was this was a top secret project yeah (laughs) but uh so yeah tony and i i mean we were uh chit chat i got to say hi to uh ricky pajot who is her pianist in the show he was there um i had gotten to speak to tony who is her wardrobe dresser stylist um, got to say hello to a bunch of people I had met uh, either Tuesday night or that night, um, friends of mine and whatnot. It was just like, it was fun. It was a lot of community. It was a lot of um, just, it was so nice and refreshing to not have people on their phones, texting, emailing, you know, like everyone was just talking to each other. I, I noticed that too. There wasn't any of that um, Madison Square Garden drunk Madonna concert fuckery, you know, where people were yelling at you because you stepped into their seat by accident or, you know, people spilling beer on you. All the things that I sometimes get anxious before a Madonna show, I I didn't have any of that this time. Except, you know, of course, the fact that she was going to go on at three in the morning. Right. I mean, well, and that's the also when you walk in from the moment you walk into the BAM, the entire environment is completely different from a regular Madonna concert. It's disorienting, right? We were talking about that. I was like, I don't know where I am right now. It doesn't feel like, I I knew I was going to see Madonna, but you know, you walk in, she's playing, instead of the dance music that you normally hear from like a DJ when you walk into a Madonna concert to sort of rile you up, there's Etta James, there's Ella Fitzgerald, there's, you know, like there's jazz music playing and it's very, it's, it's, restful and relaxing and calming and it's very very different type of vibe than what you would expect and i mean then also the fa- coupled with the fact that you're in what is essentially a broadway style house you know it's the seats are it's it just you feel like you're about to witness theater and theater you get uh the uh we were wondering when she was going to come on because it was press night when we were going we were wondering oh Maybe she'll go on on time for the press. No, no, didn't happen. She was just as late as the other nights, uh, eleven o'clock, and 
the lights had dimmed down and... And then you hear a very familiar voice telling you, welcome to the world of Madame X. It was really fun to hear Madame do the... Love that. It was so fun. To, like, normally when you go to a Broadway show, you know, you get the, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for seeing Hamilton. And please know that there's no recording devices of all this. Madonna does that uh, sort of intro. So you do get to hear her voice first, which was really, really nice. Um, and then the show starts. It opens with a James Baldwin quote, which I will provide for you at a later date because I want it in full as well. And yeah, I mean, you know, it was different from other shows where there's like a video installation that kind of prefaces the mood and the tone. But this this was live and it was it was really jarring. It's yeah, it's a bit. So I guess the best way to sort of do this, we can sort of. The, my overall thought of the Madame X tour is it is artful, theatrical, uh, in your face. It is intimate. It is personal. Uh, it is bombastic. And it's inclusive and immersive. Flashy. And it is unlike anything she's ever done for a, a show before, yet at the same time still pulls elements of all of her past performances yeah. up until this point. And yeah, before we go in deeper, there was one more thing that that I noticed before the show started, you know, in the audience, people we spoke to, and also even before I got to the venue, the consensus was no tricycles, no clowns. <laughs> and I heard that from other people. It wasn't just me being, you know, you know, Debbie Downer, like, oh, I don't want her to do this. I don't want her to do that. It wasn't that so much, you know, Madonna can do whatever she wants and I'll, I'll take it. And I'll love it. But yeah, nobody was, you know, when an intimate show comes up, they the first thing that comes to our minds, because it's been our only experience with her doing an intimate show, is Tears of a Clown. And um, I'm glad that she decided that she's she's done that and she's moved on from that and created a whole new vibe. Yeah, it was, um, I was a little disconcerted as well. I felt like after she had teased that Instagram story where we heard the clown music that we were going to get elements of Tears of a Clown. My m thought was mostly that she'd already done that. Why would she repeat it? Mm -hmm. So I am glad that she she didn't do that. She basically, um, and you might have heard uh, the opening quote for this week's episode. Uh, we were using uh, a throwback to the very first time that she announced the Madame X tour. It's that funny character, silly video with her and Diplo that Jonas Ockerland had recorded for her. And I mean, I guess her personality is kind of like the like 2019 version of Nikki Finn uh, meeting with Diplo, who's playing a character as well. And it's kind of, it's very silly. And when and I- it, And it worried Stefan. It did. I was, a <laughs> bit, I was a bit concerned thinking, I don't want this character on stage at an intimate Madonna show. I can tell you all now, it is nothing like that at all. It was uh, a completely different Madonna than I think we've ever seen on tour. There are moments of talking throughout the show, which when I had heard that, I thought, oh, I'm not going to, I'm just going to want her to sing and dance and, and enjoy that. But to have her talk and the way that she's talking, it was, it, it she was so earthy and real and it's, weird to see that. It's almost like being at a house party with Madonna and she's holding court. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, um, you're, because, I mean, we were really fortunate to be so close. 
Um, I will be anxious to see it again. Uh, I'm going to be seeing it from like second row balcony again. And well, unless I win one of the Madonna.com contests. So, oh my God, from your mouth to God's ears. Yeah, who knows? Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for tonight, people. Um, or tomorrow night, because there's nothing more that I want than to be completely exhausted again at work on a Monday. I don't know about you, Tony, but I literally, I think I'm, I'm still recovering from the Madame X show. I'm still recovering as well, but I'm also ready to go. Oh yeah, don't trust me. I'll, yeah. I'll have some tea and pep right up. Uh, but yeah, it was to be able to be there in this small space and see her and how she has constructed the show. It's not like there's sections per se. She does do some costume changes and some wig changes, and there are different portions of songs that are sort of different from the theme that she was doing before or whatnot, but it is not divided up like she used to do her no, shows. No, and for the fans, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, it's, uh, I, I had, um, I had woken up uh, the other, on Friday morning, and I had a flurry of texts from people saying, how is it, how is it, how is it, which of course I got all day at work. Yeah, me too. Um, and I had, um, I had texted this to my friend in the bleary-eyedness of, my Friday morning before I could even get out of bed. Uh, I said, I'm just waking up. I had a late night. It's impossible to compare the previous tours to the show she's doing now because they're completely different. She's doing a pure theatrical production. It's literally like Madonna doing Broadway, but not campy Broadway. It's more artful. It's really quite amazing. It's truly an innovative and fashion- fascinating show. It's like Broadway meets Vegas. Yeah, it it's... It doesn't have the same feel as previous tours. You get that from the moment you walk into the venue. And then because everyone doesn't have a phone, everyone's super present. Like everyone is just right there on the edge. I I have never been to, when she was singing some of the more quiet shows, uh, quiet songs, people sat. Mm -hmm. I've, I've never really sat at a Madonna show. I mean, I was sitting, I think we were sitting for like a couple numbers in a row, which Albeit, yes, she's she's doing a couple slow numbers back to back, but she even told us during the middle of the show, please sit, sit. The last time I sat at a Madonna show was during the Dick Tracy suite in Blonde Ambition, and I was surprised about that even then. Yeah, it's... Uh, but really, can you can you boogie to Sooner or Later? Right. <laughs> can you shake your hips to Hanky Panky? Well, I guess you yeah, could you if can, you're being you spanked. Yeah, yeah. But um, nobody was moving or tapping any feet to Now I'm Following You Part 2. <laughs> I can guarantee that. But it's so just to be clear, uh, it is not a pop concert. It is so far from anything she's ever done, but it is still inherently and thankfully a Madonna show. She dances, it's just a little less routine y than it has been in the past, but it's like more theater style. It's interpretive. It's still it's it's um it's artful and beautiful and she, you know, so walk in with no expectations uh, compared to like previous shows. And I think you'll be really pleasantly surprised. But I mean, ultimately, she's reinvented again how a pop star can do a show. It, no other pop star is doing this. I, I mean, yeah. I, I would have maybe liked one or two more classic Madonna songs thrown in. But Well, you're not going to get them. Otherwise... Uh, the show, is, to me, is is a perfect Madonna show for where she is right now as an artist, you know? So for us Madonna stands that, you know, dissect the shows, you know, the tours, uh, you, you, you will all agree with me that she's known for these huge, you know, epic 
entrances. And in this show, she literally just walks out on stage. Yeah. And it's amazing. The opening song is God Control. And in, in this instance, it's Madonna channeling the founding fathers. It's, you know, evoking the Second Amendment. But it's still disco. And this is the beginning of the recurring theme in the first, you know, in the first uh, few numbers where... Um, Madonna's freedom is being infringed upon by authority figures, male right, authority right, figures. Right. But yeah, the um, well, before God Control, it, like Tony had said, there's this great James Baldwin quote that's being sort of broadcasted across the scrim. There's like a, a white scrim that is has, um, there's a person sitting at a typewriter typing, and as she's typing, the words are being typed across the screen. And occasionally there's also a, a dancer in a spotlight directly in front of the scrim on the stage. And he's sort of like moving every single time the typewriter hits the the keys. And um, then when the quote gets finished, he like, there's a couple gunshots, he gets shot, he goes down to the floor. And then he's, they sort of repeat that a couple of times. And then all of a sudden the opening notes of God Control begin and she's just illuminated. Suddenly you realize She's been behind the scrim almost the entire time. And she's got this weird, like, yeah, I guess like, um, I guess a George Washington slash like pirate hat with a feather plume. And it's literally, I mean, she's got a crazy jacket on and this, this. It's 1776. Yes. And it's, it's brilliant and bold colors and there's, and they just launch into God Control which if you saw footage from the Pride Island performance, it's sort of the same type of routine that she's got. The costumes are different. The costumes are very different. Uh, choreography is mostly the same. And yeah, it's, and it's beautiful to see. She sounds amazing. She looks beautiful. Uh, and then it sort of dives into uh, Dark Ballet, which uh, again... It's her sort of like being flanked by, if you again saw the Eurovision performance, uh, there's people with weird masks and they're sort of like chasing after her. And uh, Ricky, her pianist, is on stage with a grand piano and she's climbing on that. Um, They're sort of like struggling and grabbing her and throwing her around. And uh, again, like interpretive style dance. and, uh, And I love dark ballet now. I remember not enjoying it when it came out, but I, I, I thought it was great. Well, yeah, I mean, that that's what's happening on this show as you go through this cathartic journey, if you will allow me to say that. Sure. Absolutely, Tony, you go ahead. So a lot of the songs on Madame X that maybe were a little perplexing to me and to, you know, other listeners when it first dropped make perfect sense performed live. You know, um, Dark Ballet has a lot of contradictions within itself, but then you see this performed on stage and it's a combative dance. Mm-hmm. It's a push and a pull and it's, uh, it's angry and it's beautiful and it's lyrical. It's poetic. I, I loved seeing it live on stage. I would like to see an entire ballet choreographed around this idea. Yeah. And she, do it, Madonna. <laughs> and she segues from dark ballet immediately into human nature, which I didn't quite grasp how human nature was going to fit in, and it it fits in perfectly. And yeah. um, for all of those of you doubting Madonna at 61... Don't do it. She does a handstand uh, in the circle mm-hmm. uh, that she performs human nature in, and I, I can't even do a handstand at 44. 
the projected visuals are incredible. So if you'll remember the um, human nature video, the parts where like all the hands are coming out, you know, the dancers and they're kind of framing her, that comes back. It's a very evocative. Um, I love how Madonna references herself in not very obvious ways uh, throughout her shows and, and this show is no exception. Yeah, and she's, I mean, she's getting kind of, it's sort of, Human Nature reminded me some of, like, she's grabbing her crotch a little bit during that number. And, yeah, yeah, she she started doing that, and I was like, oh, this is just going to open the door for, you know, bumping and grinding and, you know, you know sexually harassing her dancers. But no, it didn't. It was just, you know, Madonna giving you a little bit of what Human Nature started out as, and then it became something different. Yeah, and it was uh, it was just fun to sort of, like watch her do that and then no 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 not not then yet um the the instrumentation for human nature was actually different too because uh the trumpetist came out oh right right and it just sounded it sounded otherworldly but it wasn't unfamiliar yeah it was kind of like a almost like a a, a jazzy remix mm-hmm. of I, and I say jazz and I I know like when I think of jazz sometimes I think jazz of like inflected I would yeah, say yeah it's not like a there's no like, uh, it's there's not, no scatting. Exactly. <laughs> That's what he's trying right, to right, say. Right, it's yeah. not Kim Cattrall scatting, you know. <laughs> no, it, it, it's jazz inflected. It's giving it a different mood, but it's no slower than the original track. It's not slowed down. This is not a slowed down Madonna show. This is just Madonna using world music, using instruments that she never used before. It's 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 just. It's her music through a different lens. And they're on stage, too. That's what I kind of yeah. like, that the musicians come on stage and play some of the instrumentation while, like, there's somebody with a viola that just comes out and yeah. she's going, and it's beautiful to watch. I love how she incorporates them. One could say that the music comes alive on stage. Ooh, yes. Very good, Tony. Um, but as she's sort of wrapping up human nature, she's basically suddenly flanked by a lot of, uh, of her female dancers including her young twin girls and uh, Mercy James. Uh, and they are all, and some Batucadera dancers as well. They're sort of all flanking her, uh, singing the, the closing refrain of Human Nature. And as she's there, she, that sort of then becomes one of the portions where she begins talking to the audience. She has the twins say, I think, I think one of them Hashtag is like... time's up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mercy James, I forget what Mercy said, uh, but I was shocked at, I mean, I think I was mostly shocked at how big Mercy has gotten. She's now the same height as Madonna. Uh, but it was fun to sort of see them on stage and uh, hear them and sort of like see them, you know, with their mom on stage and how amazing their life has become now that mm-hmm. they've been adopted by her. Like to think that they were born in Malawi and now they're on stage at BAM in front of an audience. It's yeah, what I bet truly, you never thought you'd end up on stage in Brooklyn. What a truly blessed life they're leading. But, Stefan, will you please share with us what your theory of why the show um, had <laughs> no phones policy, especially I during t- this part? I turned to Joni when the guy saw the kids on stage, and I was like, well, this is why she doesn't have the phones, because she doesn't want social services to know the kids are up past their bedtime. I mean, literally, it was like 1130, and their kids are on stage, and I'm like, I know that they probably are homeschooled and whatever kind of you know, documents by the court have to get signed in order for kids to be on Broadway because 
there are kids on Broadway and whatnot, but they must not be able to do that every night or something. I yes, have Stephen, no there are kids on Broadway, but those kids aren't saying, I'm not your bitch, don't hang your shit on me. <laughs> right, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a potty mouth kitty section. Uh, but they, uh, I, but I mean, it was great to see for, hey, Madonna's I, family. Uh, yeah, it was. It was It was, It was. was lovely. And we'll get to the appearance of yet another don't child. Even, don't even. We will get there. Just wait. It's not It's not up yet. No, no sons, though, right? I don't think her, her son was... He's off playing soccer and Rocco doesn't give a shit. Exactly. Um, but so then they do this kind of fun moment where they sort of like bring uh, like a little vanity uh, set piece up in front of her and she's sitting down and they're doing an onstage costume change for her wig and for her hair and whatnot and her shoes and she's talking to the audience so you can't see her face but she's talking the whole time and she alluded to something about how she has a really warm pussy and um, how mozart's coming out of her pussy yeah yeah, yeah. but you know we've known madonna for decades now and this is just witty banter with her yeah it was you know? it was funny actually Not it was shocked. she did say a, a joke and then she's like look if you don't find that joke funny blame amy schumer because amy schumer told me to tell that amy schumer is also managed by guy oziri disclaimer there you go but it was it was kind of fun she you know i mean it was chatting you couldn't see her while she was doing it but um uh they, they finally put her once they put her shoes back on uh they she then stands up and in starts vogue this is where the gay boys lose their minds they, uh, she was, this was, and she was quintessential Madame X look. Again, if you saw the Pride Island performance of Vogue, it was mostly a rehashing of that, but it was great to see it live. Uh, it's great to sort of see her uh, in the, the Madame X persona with the different wig and the eye patch. And God bless her. I don't know how she's doing any of this performance with only one eye because yeah, I don't get it. It's, she's, Flinging herself around, walking up and down stairs. I, I just don't know how she's doing it, but um, and Vogue goes seamlessly into "I Don't Search, I Find," which was a high point for me because I love that song off the album. And the staging is there's like two sort of like Dick Tracy esque characters that emerge from the stage, and yeah, she's evoking a film noir setting. Um, the backdrop is black and white Manhattan in the fifties. Uh, you know, cinema cinematography. Um, it it seems hushed. But it's also, you know, the that the beautiful like pulsing house beat from the song, you know. Yeah, and they're sort of like it's like a cat and mouse game where they're sort of like trying to find her as she's hiding from them, and then they finally catch up to her and they like arrest her, and it's like a an interrogation scene. And they, you know, what's funny too during that scene is that they turn on these bright lights, and I'm like, she sweats a lot better in the dark, guys. Oh, you know? yeah, it was actually reminiscent of like the Die Another Day scene where they were like waterboarding her or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Sort of like that. And she's singing with the Except mic. Except for and, the I need to lay down part. Yes. No. I, we needed to lay down after the show. <laughs> but um, then after I Don't Search, I Find, uh, she does have another little like chat section. And for all you guys that haven't seen the show yet, this is very important because if you want to actually meet and speak with Madonna, this is your chance. Just make sure that you have cold, hard cash. And if you have anything less than $1,000, you're going to be mocked and ridiculed yes. on stage. She, she, They're doing this whole Polaroid camera bit during I Don't Search, I Find. And it's this tour's version of the unapologetic bitch. Correct. Wouldn't you say, Stephen? Yes, I would, actually. It's, it's, it's quite fun where she... 
at the end of I Don't Search, I Find, she takes a Polaroid picture, a selfie, very desperately seeking Susan. It's the only photograph of the show, yes, according as, to Madonna. As Madonna says, uh, if you've adhered to her policy, uh, there are no other pictures of the show except for this. And what's great during the speech, you know, the, the parts of the show, the segments where she, um, you know, just lets it all go and talks to the audience, is it, it just made me feel really good, you know, obviously because I was right in front of her and looking at her like so intently, but you know, the way that she just like was amazed over and over again, like it was the very first time that she was, you know, communing with her fans, looking into their eyes, you know, talking about how like, wow, I can see you guys. I can hear you guys. And she, and you know, people were talking back. It was, these are the moments that I've always wanted with Madonna and we got it in this, in this show. Yeah. And it, it was true. Like people were, I mean, there was full on interaction with people when she said, okay, She's, you know, waving the Polaroid and saying, who wants it? Uh, you know, like, uh, it, it's up for sale. And uh, Mark Delphin, who is a fellow unapologetic bitch uh, from Texas, uh, he was in the front row, lucky bitch. And he went up to her and was like, I've got $160 and a Metro card. <laughs> and she called him a cheap bastard and told him to fuck off. Yeah, it was hysterical. And then some other girl tried to give her her ATM card. She goes, I can't take your ATM card next. <laughs> and uh, she's like, okay, who, who has cash in their wallet? She's like, anyone have at least $500? And somebody ran up and was like, I've got $500. And then literally out of nowhere, some woman just shouts, I've got a thousand. And Madonna was like, okay, you win. And the woman went up to her and was like, okay, first I got to count it. And Madonna counts it and it's a thousand dollars. And she's like, here you go. And gave her the selfie. Yes. And that was Carol who, um, I'm not sure if she's from New York or not, uh, but she does work as an accountant. And Madonna did comment. He's like, well, then you have access to lots of cash. <laughs> lots of the cash. I'm assuming that all of the money she sells the selfie for are going to like her, no, like a local charity. No, her she said she's not making any money off this her, tour. Her wig budget. Um, I think that's going in her pocket. Well, it did go in her corset. I did see her. That's where she shoved that cash. So, yeah, just so you know, if you're going to, if you want to get the selfie, um, security will let you up to the front, but you better have... You better have money. ...buttload of cash on you. So... We were, that was the night that we went, was the third night. So on the first night, Rosie O'Donnell got the selfie, which is famously all over the internet. Yeah, we, I mean, we posted it on our Instagram. And Tuesday night um, was Andy Cohen. Oh, he did get it. Yeah. He hasn't posted it, though, has he? No, no, no. I actually, uh, our our friends from the Immaculate podcast were actually sitting with Andy Cohen, and they saw the whole thing go down. So if you want that story listen to that. I want, but see, I, I I want them to sort of not, like everyone who gets the selfie, I, they should be publishing this. Like I want like a living art gallery of all the different photos. Yeah, they should have them sign a contract. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was fun to sort of see that all go down. And then um, she goes into, there was a little bit of uh, Papa Don't Preach that she, not the full song, but uh, there was a little bit of Papa Don't Preach. And she was sort of alluding to the fact that she changed the lyric where it's in this original song. It's like, I'm keeping my baby. And she said, I'm not keeping my baby. And then she, and again, this is why I love Madonna. She's not afraid to get political and address issues. And this was sort of like when she sort of talked about women's rights uh, on the show. She talked about how it's, she's like, I'm not pro or against abortion, but I am. I'm for freedom. I'm for freedom. And for, you know, women should have the ability to, 
control what they do with their bodies. And so that was like a very big empowering moment. Yeah, and then she slays you with the opening chords of American Life, which sent chills up my spine. And it was great to hear her say that. It was a great number. Uh, The the most amazing thing about American Life, this go-around, is that it sounds so fresh. It sounds like it was written for this album. Yeah, it it, it actually includes itself very well with the Madame X era. It's uh, amazing how American Life... The song and the album has evolved, and it's evergreen now. Yeah, I, and just a side note for all of you viewers out there who are still not on board with the viewers, Madam, listeners. Viewers, <laughs> we're going to start a YouTube channel soon. Ain't nobody looking at me right now. Um, for all of our listeners out there who are not on board with the Madam X era yet, and I know there are some because I have heard from you. Get into it. Uh, get on board. Uh, just remember back to when American Life came out, a lot of people derided American Life. They did, they weren't on board, they didn't like it, and now people look back and say it's one of her best albums. I guarantee. And also, this is a good point that Stefan brought up the other night at 1.30 in the morning. Yes. It's like, I guarantee in five, ten years, people are going to look back and be like, my God, Madame X was such a great album and what she was doing. But then, and this is the key point to remember, people, yep. what was the album she did after American Life. Something to clean your palate with. Something, something to take you on the dance floor. Something not... Uh, it was still introspective, and it was still thought-provoking, but it was a little bit more... Global. Carefree and hands in the air. That's right, people. After American Life, we she got gave confessions. us confessions on a dance floor. So, and you know Madonna's not going anywhere. Uh, she's going to outlive all of us, people, just so you know. Uh, after the... Madame X tour is over and she's had a chance to direct her film that she wants to direct. I have a feeling we might get something a little bit more maybe commercial. Accessible. Danceable. Not that Madame X isn't accessible because I, I've accessed it, trust me. Oh yeah, he's accessing it right now and I really wish that <laughs> I I'm didn't ta- have to see it. But I'm talking about, you know, the people that are like, uh, you know, I could take it or leave it. But, you know, when Confessions came out, you couldn't leave it. You had to take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you had to live it, you know? So, so, I mean, you never know what the next era is going to bring for us. And, uh, but yeah. So we're that, already looking forward to it. Yeah, we are already. We're, we're counting down the days to, uh, to the next era. So, yeah, American life, you know, will always be a political statement that you can shake your ass to. Um, but, you know, it's, it's serious. And well, and that rap, every single person in the theater was basically it. singing the rap. Remember when that song came out and people were like, so oh, I can't derided. handle her with the rap. People I can't do this. I can't that do that. Rap. It's iconic now, guys. I mean, that's all. It's like, I drink in a lot People were like shouting it. It was his, people were dancing. Yeah. And the only thing I wish was the two guys who were sitting in front of us. They were not having, actually, the two guys next to you and the two guys in front of us, they were not having a good time. I'm like, people, no. you have third and fourth row tickets. Why the fuck are you here? I know. It's like they were William Morris agents and they were just sitting God in the front row giving Morris. her dirty looks all night. <laughs> I was, mean, yeah, the, the two guys to my right, they were um, they were speaking in French the whole time. And, you know, I'm not fluent in French, but I understand a few words. And it was just very critical. They had sour milk faces. Oh, they, their faces you were know? like they had sucked on a lemon before I mean, they sat down. Yeah, I think that they were there for uh, Jimmy Jimmy and Where's the Party. And when they didn't get it, they got really upset. I was waiting for them to leave. Yeah. Because then I would have taken their seats so I could have seen the stage better. Well, I was hoping the guys in front of us would leave because they were so damn tall. Or just sit down. <laughs> you know, like, oh, my God. They could have seen the stage by sitting down. They were so... I mean... 
I'm a tall man, and I had to sort of bob around. Now I know how people feel when they sit behind me. Mm-hmm. I apologize to all the people who have had to stand behind me at a concert, but now I know how it feels. So there you go. So yeah, so uh, American Life ends. Madonna walks off the stage, and there's an interlude where you know it's, it's back to American Life. You know, it's very evocative of of the theme, and it's uh, a coffin draped in the American flag, and you know it tells you everything you need to know. It's like yeah, we're killing our own. Yeah, it's, but, it was a very somber, very um, disconcerting almost. It was like, here's this celebratory, almost like American Life dance song. And then a perfectly quiet, mm-hmm. her dancers are walking this uh, coffin across the stage. Yeah. It was kind of haunting. And it's a reminder of our current state of affairs. And that kind of concludes the first segment, which is about freedom and and you know, relinquishing our freedom against our will. Well, and sort of like, I mean, yeah, ultimately, I think the bigger statement that she's trying to make with that whole first segment is, here's where we're at in our current American society. Mm -hmm. This is where things are. You know, like, are you happy with it? Because we wanted this, we wanted that, we now have gun violence. And we have, you know, women not being in charge of their bodies. And this, you know, it's a very heavy statement to make but it's funny how she's not sort of hitting you over the head with Mm -hmm. it and you don't feel that necessarily when you're watching it but ultimately that's what she's saying yeah you know it's all about resisting the patriarchy resisting violence um you know and and holding on to our freedom and really standing up for it and speaking up because you know each each voice means something and when we're all speaking at the same time you know we can we can do everything we can do anything so then the the next section if the lights you will, go out the, if you will the is sort of her taking us to lisbon right the lights go out it's black and you hear drums and the batucaderas oh, my dream ladies they just start walking down the aisles and i'm sorry but I, even talking about batuca right now i'm like shaking and like getting discombobulated because it is one of my favorite moments of the show. It was like, oh my God, I'm on a cliff in Lisbon with these women playing the drums. And Mm -hmm. then Madonna comes out in the black wig and she's pretty much telling us, it's like, hey guys, we just got on a plane and we landed in Portugal. Yeah, she looks great. I love, she's basically, if you saw the first official promo picture from the tour, we had posted on Instagram. Uh, It was everywhere with the black wig with the bangs. and I'd like to say... One thing about the wigs is they're not cheap. Oh, no, no, no. When she sits down, we'll get to this in one second. This is like Nicole Kidman level wigs. Yeah, when she sits down, she she chats with a fan, which we'll talk about in a second. And, I mean, literally, she's two rows in front of us. Tony and I were basically staring at her no further away than... I was staring at her neck. (laughs) I I was, like, looking at her thinking, oh, my God, her face is gorgeous. She looks amazing. And then I would look at the wig and think, that is one good wig. This is like Meryl Streep style good wig. You know, like, I don't know where she's getting this hair. Uh, but I mean, We'll go back to that moment, but, you know, when it was happening, I was thinking, is it Stephen going to go walk over and tap her on the shoulder? I, I really wanted like, to be like, hey, me? I'm here. <laughs> Remember me from Philadelphia f- almost five years ago? Um, which, yes, actually, uh, this week celebrate, commemorates September 24th, commemorates my dancing on stage All right, Stephen, but Madonna. this isn't about you. This is about Batuka, Okay. <laughs> So Batuka is everything you could ever wish for. It, it 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 is transporting you. I mean, you know, you don't forget the segment you just saw, but you're 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 
you're immersed into this new place. Yeah, and the, the the women are so joyous on stage, and they're having such a great time. And Madonna, she's dancing with them, and they're dancing and it's, shaking their hips. They just look, in a way that I've never seen her do. It's such a great version of the song to see live, and it's very faithful to the album, but it just sounds more earthy and real than it does on the album. And uh, yeah, I got, I loved it. I, I again, wait, but, wait, what did you say? Batuka was not one of my favorite songs on the album and watching it live in person, I have to say that I was like, wow, this is a really great moment of the show. I mean, I'm hard pressed to find any moment of the show that I didn't really like. And this is what I meant to, you know, drive home earlier is that if there were tracks in Madame X that are performed on tour that you skipped or said, well, this isn't me. I like that better. Um, when you see it performed live in this context, you, it'll win you over. And if it doesn't, then you might as well just die. Yeah, if, <laughs> if you're not on board with the Madame X era after you see this show, just call it a day. Yeah. Go find some... Go listen to Hilary Duff. Oh. No, or <laughs> who was it that just released new music for the first time? And what was her name? She's on that This Is Us show. Oh, Mandy Moore. Mandy talk, Moore. I like Mandy Moore. And, no, and, no, no, no. I wasn't going to talk yeah. trash. I'm just saying, you know, just or there's a new Celine Dion song out, right? Yeah, you know, I... I, I I did listen to the new Celine tracks the other day, and it's, um, no, it's no Titanic. Is I've it? already, I've already forgotten it. You know oh. what happens is that she's doing, um, she's doing like EDM backing music that sounds very dated, and mm, um, it's her believe moment, isn't if it? If she would have done it 15, 20 years ago, it would have been like, wow, Celine's really, you know, getting edgy. But now it's just like, oh, um, I heard this at Walgreens, and oh no, like that Celine, kind of EDM. Oh, that's yeah. a shame. But, you know, she sounds great. And she's also a distant cousin of Madonna, who we're here to talk about. There we go. So so after the magic of Batuka, um, the stage opens up and it looks like a Fado club. And it's, it's actually kind of a, a more thought out version of the Billboard Music Awards set for yes. the Medellin video. Well, I, no, no, no. Before, before we see the set, it's when she does the... Uh, acoustic song with... Um, oh, yeah, I was getting to that. Oh, that was before the set, though. Yeah. Right, because they're in front of the scrim or something. And, right, so she brings out um, Gaspar Varela, who is, uh, you know, he's the, the cute, frizzy-haired guitarist that we've been seeing in the rehearsal um, Instagram videos. And so it turns out, I didn't know this, so he is the 16-year-old grandson of uh, famed uh, Portuguese singer... I think her name is Celeste Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. And if you're Portuguese, you probably grew up listening to her music. She's one of those that would be equal to like a Ella Fitzgerald or a, right, right, or right. a Judy Garland, if right. you will. And he had come out with his little instrument, which is sort of like a guitar. Or a mandolin, mandolin or something like that. And he had a beer. And she's like, oh, you've brought me a beer. She's like, he's old enough. He's not old enough to drink but he's old enough to serve it. And it was apparently a warm beer. I was questioning if it was a beer at all. It had to be water, right? I don't know. She was drinking warm beer and complaining about it all night. I'm like, listen, you're the lady with the Kabbalah water, so... I I just, I can't believe that it was a beer. Like, I mean, I'm sure she was saying that for the show, but it's like, when she was drinking it in front of us, I'm like, that's gotta be water. There's no way she's getting drunk during the show. So, yeah, so after Batuka, she sings this song made famous by his grandmother, a Fado song. And, Stefan, I was blown away by her voice. I mean... I feel like when she tries to sing her older tracks, it doesn't translate as well because 
her voice in those older tracks was different. Yeah. But when she's singing something new or something that she's been that she's rediscovered or rehearsed, it it, it comes out in such a in such a pure form. Right. And, it, and you hear Madonna's voice. Right. Like when if you remember on the uh, Rebel Heart tour when she sings La Vie en Rose. Yep. She sounds gorgeous. Yeah. It's beautiful, gorgeous vocals. Or when on like the Confessions tour and she sings the acoustic version of Drown World. Like those songs, she sounds so beautiful. And this, and or like Sticky and Sweet when right. she sang, uh, not Don't Cry For Me, You Must Love Me. It, like, or th- Devil Wouldn't Recognize those You. Those songs that she's singing, she sounds beautiful. And when she sings this uh, Portuguese Fado song with just the guy playing the mandolin and her on stage, she sounds beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, and you know, I don't understand Portuguese. I don't know what she was saying. She could have been talking about going through the McDonald's drive-thru, and it for, sounded beautiful. Right. For all we know, she was telling us to fuck off. But <laughs> it's she sounded gorgeous while she was doing it, so you know, good for her. But yeah, so then that song finishes up. The scrim rises, and we are instantly transported to, yes, like Tony was saying, the basically a, a much more organic filled out version of the Billboard Awards performance. Um, it's a beautiful set. I love it. It's very Broadway. I, again, what she's doing with this, with the sets, with the lighting, with the sound, it's all so artful Broadway. I love it. It's great. If you're a fan of Broadway shows, you're going to love this. It's just not like campy Broadway. No, it's not campy. It's it's cabaret. It's Broadway. It's, like I said, also Vegas minus Showgirls. Um, well, but with- well. We get to a little showgirly towards the end. Right, but I mean, you know, there's no, like, topless women in headdresses no, walking like, down those no stairs. No one's pushing her downstairs. Uh, but, yeah, I love, I love how all these worlds come together, you know. And, and it's, it's, I think it's, it's a world that she kind of imagined she was putting together in Blonde Ambition, but it had to be grand scale. Mm-hmm. And this is scaled down, and it, it just makes so much sense. Yeah, her, I mean, there's a, a lot of live instruments on being performed on stage. The dancers are there. It's like you're in a little club. Um, mm-hmm. She does sing uh, Killers Who Are Partying. And it sounds beautiful. Uh, this is where I, you know, sorry, not not going to lie, you know, when this whole photo club thing starts and she starts with Killers Who Are Partying, I'm in tears the entire time because I've never seen her so present and engaged singing these songs. You know, um, they, they come off as like torch songs and ballads, even though they're not. But it's it's just her singing to her audience and, mm-hmm. and it's passionate and it's real and it's it's nuanced and you know she knows exactly what she's doing i mean she's she's taking you with her and oh, i just loved it yeah it was great she sings um she goes into crazy uh she mm, goes into part. um oh did you like crazy oh, i loved crazy oh my i killer tour partying and crazy i was hypnotized i couldn't really I couldn't do anything except take, except just watch her and to, you know, feel her voice go through my body because it was, I don't know, it was, it was a, it was another, I was in another place. It was, it was a really amazing moment. I I have not been able to forget it. And that's also because Crazy has been living in my head since Mm -hmm. June 13th. Yeah, it's it's such a good song. It's such, I mean. I was happy to finally hear her sing it live. And mm -hmm. um, again, this whole segment was basically, uh, we were sitting the entire time, and like, I'm just not. Oh used yeah, to, I forgot about that. I'm not used to sitting at a Madonna show, and even during the slow songs, and yet we were sitting and just watching her. Granted, I was on the edge of my seat. Edge of I our literally seats. was seriously I because was, the guys in front of me the guys were in so front of damn us, tall. Yeah, they were finally sitting down, so I could actually see over them. Uh, 
She then does a little funny, like, silly song where she sort of, it's called, like, Welcome to My Fado Club. But she sounds really good. Yeah, she sounds really good while she's doing it, while she's playing guitar. And that sort of segues into La Isla Bonita, which was nice to sort of hear. Uh, it was a little slowed down, but it was still cute and fun. A little slowed down, a little shortened. I would have loved a full-on Latino Madonna moment. But, you know, at least she acknowledged it. Yeah. Again, some of the songs that we get, the older songs, we only hear like a verse and a chorus and that's about it. So we did get just a little snippet of La Isla Bonita. uh, And then we move on to, uh, she does another Portuguese song. Yeah, this one by Cesario Vora. And, you know, Madonna has spoken before this Madame X era uh, about this artist and about this, this song before. So I think it's lived in in her heart for a long time. And this is Sodade by Cesaria Evora, who just recently died, rest in power. She is, you know, a, a standard of, you know, Brazilian slash Portuguese, you know, diaspora music. You know, anyone who speaks Portuguese knows her as well. And Madonna did a beautiful version of this song. I've, I've listened to different versions of it and I, li- I like her version. I think it's, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's it's very faithful and but it's also very her. Yeah. I hope that she releases it somehow somewhere. Well, sometime. I'm hoping we get a whole live album of this. I mean, we can't. The versions that she's doing and her voice just sound too yeah. good. It's and listen, if we get Springsteen on Broadway on Netflix, we can get Madame X tour on. Well, the, some I, kind of streaming I know. I think I'm, I think I said this to you before the show started. I'm assuming that her meeting that she had with Netflix is ultimately part of this Madame X documentary. Like I am theorizing. I hope so because otherwise it could be an English Roses cartoon. <laughs> oh God! Which nobody asked Please, for. Please no. But no, I think it'd be fun to sort of see like all of like a documentary about her leading up to all of this, and then it culminates in what I hope would be uh, a full version a full recorded version of the show and a live album i mean it's just too good to not have like for people who can't see it live exactly and for a cinematographer and a director this is a dream come true because you can do a three camera setup and then do you know roving camera i mean it's just it's just a it's just a, a, a great way to set up shots yeah i, I would just, say I, i'll be curious i hope she does i hope she does do a, a live recording of this at some point it'd be a, a crime if she doesn't and then maybe a film adaptation like the cats movie coming up oh starring madonna that would as madame x <laughs> can you imagine that actually I, I i i'm on board with that that would be fun um so then after uh the sodade the portuguese song uh we get to cha 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 one two cha cha cha, cha. back to she takes us to medellin and we are uh, we get a little uh, video screen appearance uh, from Maluma. Uh, I was like, oh, look, he's up there in the corner. And everyone's up and singing and dancing. It's amazing to think that this song wasn't a bigger song for her because everyone was loving it. Right. And if you didn't like Medellin when it came out, you liked it when you saw it. Oh, live yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, People were I mean, dancing. This and... was the La Isla Bonita moment we didn't get with her singing snippets of La Isla Bonita. I mean, she took you right on down to Latin Club and... And she, I, I, I remember I looked over at you, it was like, she looks like she's having so much fun. She yeah. had the smile on her face from ear to ear. And I was like, I love it when she's dancing and loving it. Yeah, and she actually uh, took the entourage into the audience. She went up and down the aisle. A conga line. Yeah, it was so fun. People were freaking out when she came into the audience. And it was, because again, there's no... 
there's no catwalk yeah. for this for this show, so she just comes into the audience. There's no need for a catwalk. And it, it's awesome because, you know, for years, not that Madonna's fan-phobic, but, you know, she's had a lot of brushes with, you know, um, unwanted attention from psychotics, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I understand that she needs to be guarded, you know? But I feel like she feels comfortable with who is in these theater shows because it's 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 her devotees. Yeah. And they was, uh, I mean... I guess people were touching her and whatnot, but she looked like she was having a fun time. And uh, she comes back up onto the stage and uh, has a little chat on the piano. Uh, after the piano, she then goes into Extreme Occident. Which I love. Loved. So good. She sounds so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I love about this part is like, you know, it, it's kind of like taking you a little bit away from the photo club and then she's up on the stairs and then life is a circle and then it becomes like a whirling dervish. And it just, you know, it's another interpretation of the song that, you know, you have to see to, to understand and to, to, to just love the song even more than when you were listening to it in your headphones, the weekend Madame X came out and you're like, I don't get it. But I love it. I don't love it, but I get it. And now it's full circle. No pun intended. Yeah. And that sort of concludes the like Portuguese Fado section of the show. Uh, We then get an absolutely breathtaking moment with her dancers. Uh, It's the Rescue Me interlude. Yes. It's like interpretive dance gone bonkers. And it's, uh, I I can't say anything other than. It is a lot of like, like breath moments happening, and the dancers are coming on like, like pairs at a time, and they all sort of doing like they're like collapsing and sort of like gyrating, but not nothing sexual. It's all sort of like just like um, staccato movements and ups and downs, and they're all sort of like in front of this white scrim again, as incredibly physical, and it had to have oh my been god, exhausting. they must have been exhausted after that. I mean, you could just see them breathing uh, so heavy after they ended. And basically it's Madonna's voice from Rescue Me where she's talking, you know, like you see that I'm, uh, uh, I'm blanking on the words for Rescue Me right now. But um, You see that I'm silly and yeah, pretentious. And, and, and a freak, freak, right? And so you see, hear her voice over, thank you, Tony, for that. Well, anytime. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's a, again, it's a shame that she doesn't sing Rescue Me. I was upset to hear, oh, actually, a uh, little inside info. Um, some some inside from the camp that I can't reveal my source, but apparently <gasps> Rescue Me was on the set list, but she decided to cut it. Um, not sure why, but she did. And also, she did want to have, um, what was the other song, the closing song that she wanted to put on? Um, I'm, uh, I'm blanking. I'm blanking. But apparently she wanted to take it out because it was too slow. So she didn't want to slow the set list down too much. But so after the Rescue Me interlude, quite possibly, and if you've probably heard this, if you've read any reviews or if you've spoken to anybody who's seen the show, one of the shining moments of the show is Frozen. This stops the show cold and not in a bad way. This this is a very emotional moment for me. I was... Crying real tears, of course. But yeah, uh, number one, Frozen is one of my all-time favorite Madonna songs. I knew that it was being rehearsed for this show. You know, there's like all these clips of, you know, the women with the violins playing Frozen. And just to hear the music was enough for me. But 
Yeah, so, you know, this the big screen is up in the front, and you can see Madonna through the middle of the screen. And yeah, she's sort of just hovering. She's right. wearing this gorgeous black gown, uh, sort of like a, almost like a rubber black dress that she's had on. She's sort of just hovering in the middle of the screen. You can see her just there with her blonde wig. And, and she's got that do-rag, like the cover of the Madame X special edition, deluxe, whatever. Right, And but the real treat comes from what is being projected on the scrim uh, in front of her. Right, so it's a dancer whose face is obscured and she's doing interpretive dance and it's it's very evocative of, you know, Madonna's early years when she was, you know, with the Pearl Lang Dance Company, with Martha Graham, with um, Alvin Ailey, as she says she was with. And, you know, it's just human form, you know, and, you know, different poses and, you know, different movement. And after a while, you start to realize that this is Lourdes. Yeah, she sort of just like all of a sudden at one moment takes the hair off of her face and it's revealed to be her daughter. And she looks gorgeous. And they then, the film, while Madonna is singing the song, and again, Madonna sounds beautiful, uh, singing of it's a very faithful rendition of uh, Frozen, except not as electronic. It doesn't have mm-hmm. sort of like the the William Orbit sound to it. It's very orchestral. Uh, she sounds really great while she's singing it. And then the video of Lourdes, it's this black and white footage of she's sort of like it's aerial footage of her on this floor, and when they sort of like duplicate her, so there's like four of her on each corner of the frame. She's a very talented dancer. Oh, I mean, it's, she's beautiful, riding around, and she's sort of like wet, and and it's just it's absolutely breathtaking. The moment is so gorgeous to watch, and lit, everyone is was silent, silent, yeah, like no one's singing. It was just silence watching this. Yeah, and you know, and and watching the song under this different context, it's almost as if it were a reinterpretation because, you know, it's not a love song anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're not singing to a lover. This is a song about maternal love. And and I don't, you know, I I could theorize about what what this means to Madonna and Lourdes, but I'm not going to do that because... Oh, absolutely. That's exactly... I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, at the very end, Madonna is almost looking at Lourdes in the direction of where she mm-hmm. is on the frame. And you wonder what Madonna means by this. Like, yeah. is she meaning this towards Lourdes? But how is Lourdes doing the video for her if that's the case? Right. I mean, the, the, the one big takeaway is that, you know, Lourdes is projected... You know, she's bigger than life, and Madonna is the small one looking up. Yeah, it's just yeah. beautiful. The imagery is so gorgeous. Uh, again, I can't wait to watch it from a different vantage point to be able to see the scale of it. Because we're so up close, you sort of, you don't get to appreciate the screen. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. When I go back and I'm in the next to last row in the highest balcony, <laughs> I will be able to see every detail of this projection, and I'll be very excited to do that. Um I'm just, you know, if you're not moved by this rendition of Frozen, then you need to get your, you need to get your heart checked. Mm-hmm. But so after Frozen, which was, I mean, literally, it's people were just applauding and it was amazing. Uh, she sort of there were nurses on hand in the back of the theater to resuscitate <laughs> those people that were overwhelmed by emotion. Well, and so very much after Frozen, we then get a bit more of a buoyant, joyful song. Yeah, the screen suddenly transports you to the Sahara Desert and these sweeping landscapes of, you know, 
desert and and you know wind and and the next thing you know there are these beautiful tapestries being projected and we are in Morocco. Yes, and we are uh, being celebrated with a wonderful version of Come Alive. Uh, we are being invited to come alive. And she's dancing, dancing, dancing. Like, her and the dancers were so good. Once again, she's having the time of her life. The rapport with her and her dancers is enviable. I wanted to be up there dancing with her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. She sort of is portraying, like, it's a party. And you kind of just want to join her. You just want to be part of that party. I didn't tell you this because uh, you would have probably grabbed me and said, don't do it. Oh, no, um, you almost ran up to me. Well, you? I was, like, thinking, if I... If I orchestrated this correctly, I could do it. If I took three big hops, I would be on stage. <laughs> and it would be so fast that no one would have been able to stop me. Um, but then We all saw the size of her bodyguard in front of the stage, and I would not have gone anywhere near She him. has these two similar, no. you know, similarly, um, beefy. I guess, beefy. Uh, th- these two guys that look exactly the same. They're huge. They're like six foot They're ten. Like human tanks. Shaved heads. Um you know, they look like SWAT team members. Like the you know? Hulk, only not yeah, green. and you know, you've seen them if you've seen any video of her coming in and out of the BAM. But yeah, don't don't try. You do those not want to fuck with them. Yeah. Like seriously, it, they would take you down so fast, and you would be incapacitated. But also, if you're in one of these venues, keep your eye on them because they will kind of cue you into when the show starts. Because you'll see one of the guys walking around to like pretty much every corner of the theater about maybe 30 minutes before the show starts. And then right before it started, he had talked to the guy up in the front. He put his headphones on, mm-hmm. talked into the mic, and then the lights went down. So Yeah, if you can sort of yeah. know that it's going to start after he starts doing his sweep. If you're looking for clues, that's yes. one of them right there. But so after, so after But funnily enough, as Tony was mentioning, talking about rushing the stage... Some hardcore fans actually did rush the stage. There apparently that was allowed uh, in the first and second night of the show. The people rushed the stage. I'm not quite sure why they chose that moment, but they did. And now it's apparently something that is being re- being repeated every night. And security is apparently allowing them during that one moment. So if you're on the floor, I- I'm not advocating for you to try this, but I'm just letting you know. You pe- can come alive people, during Come Alive. People came alive and ru- rushed up in front of her, and uh, they were having a, a ball. And then security did sort of escort them back to their seats. Right. Um, during Come Alive, when you're up in the front, just remember not to get too handsy or too greedy because then you will not be able to come into the future for the next song, <laughs> which is future. Yes, she sits down at a piano. I, I'm. L- it's a remix. I'm wondering if she is playing the piano, maybe just a couple chords. I didn't know Madonna could play the piano. Madame X is a pianist. Mm, yes, but, exactly. Maybe she's Madame X is channeling the, a pianist. Uh, but she's at the piano playing the piano. Oh, wait, wait. This happened before... Um, wait, I have to bring this up because it was funny. Um, this happened in the last moment with the crowd where she was talking and she was looking at this girl in the front row and she was like, what, what do you have there? Um, what, what's that in your pocket? Why are you putting it away? And then she walked closer and she's like, oh, never mind. I mean, you know, M- Madame X is also a security guard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so... Don't even think about it. Yeah, no, I've actually, I heard people had gotten escorted out the first night because they had cameras and security threw them out. So don't. It just takes away, guys. I yeah. mean, and, you know, and, and there will be judgy Madonna fans like myself. If I, God, if I'd spotted somebody with a phone, I would have said, security! You know? 
because it ruins it for everybody else. Yeah, there's no need. Don't even bother. You don't, no one needs a shitty picture from a cell phone to try to remember. Just go in and remember right. it. Let's go back into the future, though. Yes, so she sings future. The, her, she's at the piano uh, singing, and her dancers are sort of writhing and around, jumping on top of the piano. This, that. At one key moment during our show, uh, the, a dancer kicked the microphone by mistake out of the microphone stand. And God bless Madonna, her reflexes are still pretty sharp. She was able to catch that mic before it fell onto the floor. I don't know how she was able to do it. Oh, I know how. I mean, she kind of honed these skills during the Vogue performance at the VMAs where she threw the fan up. Oh, yes. So, I mean, I think she's, <laughs> she's been doing this for a while. Yeah, you know, this is was, one of her secret skills. Girlfriend was quick, though. Like, literally, he kicked it, and I was like, oh! <gasps> There goes the microphone, and she she snatched it, and then she was right back to singing. Uh, so good for her and her her quick resources. Uh, but yeah, this was a remix of Future. It did not sound like the album version, which I was a little disappointed because I it's you know I've become endeared with Future and the dance hall you know reggae vibe of it. But we got a different, more electronic sound with Future. And kind of trappy, Yeah, almost. very trappy. But, you know, it, it works. You know, I mean, I, the thing is, I just, I want to live with it some more. I want, I want to be able to hear it and, um, you know, calm down, Tony. It'll happen. You'll, you'll have... <laughs> breathe, Tony. Yeah, you'll, you'll just get... Just breathe. You know, you'll get this and, and you'll have it in the future. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Uh, uh, after future, we then a disco ball just we, descended we go from the ceiling. Full on disco club, as if God Control wasn't bringing us to the disco before. Uh, Cra- surprisingly enough, Crave took you Crave to the disco. Brought us to the disco. Tell us about this one. Uh, so I was. Uh, this is a, a, a highlight of mine, mostly just because yes, I am a dancing queen, and <laughs> I loved that the disco. It was very reminiscent of. Uh, Deeper and deeper, express, you, show. express yes. yourself from the girly show. Here's what you want to do, and the I, dancers were dressed. Oh like my god! In I, I want to find the, their best club wear. Oh my god! It was absolutely brilliant. It was like a club fashion show. Yeah, That's it's, what it seriously was. the fashion during the Crave remix number is spectacular. Like. I'm assuming it's faux fur coats that some of them had on. I want one of them for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's like bell bottoms and like, but super luxe, super expensive. And then Madonna puts on her Master and Commander hat that I still don't understand, but people love it because, you know, I see fans wearing it at shows. Yeah, I mean, I thought, and it was fun. They just, they had a lot of, I mean, the twins again make another appearance. And I'm, I'm telling you, it's like 12.50 in the morning mm-hmm. and the kids are strutting their stuff in heels and feather boas. I know, like they're in some like ball in Harlem, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> but the... Giving the, you executive realness. They use the Tracy Young remix, which up until now has not been released. But, Wait, what do you know? But on do the, you have news? On the way to recording the podcast, I actually read that finally... The Tracy Young remix has been sent to DJs in the clubs for this weekend for promotional purposes, which, thank you, Madonna's team. It is about time. Finally, enough love. Finally. We are going to get that. Because I, literally, I, all I wanted after the show was that version of the song. It's so good. The disco, they're singing and dancing and shaking their thing. Once and again, time of her life, look on her face. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's just, again, it was a showstopper moment for me. Uh, it's a lot of fun and it sort of like reminds you, oh yeah, that's right. Madonna comes from the clubs and here and she know, is back this, on stage. I, I want to pose a challenge to our listeners. So 
I think that, you know, we need to start talking about Madonna's like dance breaks in her shows because I, you know, watching this last show, I was like, God, I love all the times that she just is, loses herself in the music, you know, mm-hmm. into the groove style. And um, yeah, send us your favorite uh, Madonna dance breaks and uh, we'll look into that for a future episode. We can. Yeah, because she's dancing her ass off in the show and it's, and you know, and singing as well. So yeah, and singing. So it was, and again, her vocals are on point. During, now there may during have the been whole show, there may have been a couple moments maybe before it was like mostly backing track or uh, like a actual lip sync moment, but for the most part, it is her live. Mm-hmm. It is you know it is you can tell it is it's it's her singing live and she sounds great. Yeah, and the times that there you know there was a backing, I didn't mind because I I know I've seen her enough times to know that she's doing that because she's going to give you her voice in another song and she's going to give you her full voice. Right. You know? But so then after she takes us to the disco one last time, she then takes us to church and we get a full blown rendition of her anthemic 1989 hit, Like a Prayer. This is where the entire theater comes together because if you're at a Madonna show. In every nation. In every nation. If you're at a Madonna show in any, you know, in any incarnation since 1989. And you don't know like a prayer, then oh come on, stop it! You know people have to know like a prayer. But this is the song that brings everyone together. You know, it's like a prayer. It's anthemic, like you said, and um, it it's beautiful. This is a very faithful to the original mm-hmm. version. Um, I yeah, I can't remember the last time that I heard her sing this live where it sounded like the original. The, the original. I mean, she didn't even do the original at Blonde Ambition. Yeah, it was. And what was great was all of the dancers had like X's on them and. Even they were even forming an X in the I mean, way that they didn't were standing. You hear? It's the Madame X tour, <laughs> right? In case you forgot, you were watching the Madame X tour. You're being bombarded with X's, and she's singing her backup singer that sings uh, the Nikki part that you know we all know from the song. Right. She does her own thing. It's very very different, but still really great. And uh, it was yeah. It's and so then like a prayer goes and the. Just when you think the show might be over, it's not. Mm-mm. There is one more song. Uh, it is the closer number, which was I Rise. Oh, it wasn't Holiday? <laughs> Actually, I'm, Holiday would not have made much sense. No, I, and you know what? Finally, we have been joking where it's like we really want to be able to see Candy Shop or she's got to close with Holiday or she's got to have this or she's got to have that. Or deeper and deeper. And you know what? Now I understand. Yeah, this she just can't. There's none of those songs... She might have been able to find a way to put them in, but they wouldn't have sounded like the original version because it just wouldn't have worked. Listen, there's no looking up at the sky and then seeing a lucky star during this journey. Yeah, you know? it just it just they wouldn't have fit. And so, if you're a Fairweather Madonna fan, well, um, if you're a Fairweather Madonna fan, you're probably not listening to this podcast. But if you're a Fairweather Madonna fan who is listening to this podcast, you're probably not going to enjoy the Madame X show if you're looking for not for mercy, but if you're <laughs> looking for like. Just her top 40 hits. Go right. go if, back and watch an old tour. Listen, if you're looking for Like a Virgin, let me direct you to the Confessions tour. Yeah, exactly. If you're looking for Holiday, watch every other show. If you're looking <laughs> for any of those hits, you know, just, just listen to them. This is not that show. And honestly... If you're looking for a tour book, stay tuned. I'm extremely happy that we don't... That it's very, very different. You know, like we're not getting... We do get some of the old songs, but they make sense. Right. And this show exceeded... All expectations, 
even if you didn't have any. Yeah, and so she sings I Rise. Uh, we get some great video footage, which is from taken from the video that they had released for that, with uh, starting with Emma Gonzalez doing yeah. her rally cry. Uh, the video that was produced for Newsweek in July. Right, and she's, you know, it's very anthemic. I, I think the biggest response came when right at the very end, this enormous, I mean, enormous stage, stage high a uh, gay flag, LGBT flag, rises up in the very background and everyone is cheering. She, her and her dancers are, basically have their hands in the air in a, in a, like a riot resistance type of uh, protest form and people in the audience started doing it. I was carried away and I started doing it. I think I did it too. It was like everyone was having this Angela Davis moment with Madonna. Right, suddenly you're like, and again, if, you're, if you weren't a big fan of I Rise when it came out or... Uh, I mean, I personally love the remixes. Listen, I'm I'm the guy who said, stop trying to make iRise happen. It ain't happening. Well, guess what? It happened. Yeah. It's, and it's going to continue to it, happen during the Madame X tour. And Sorry. It, it was amazing. I take that one like, back. When that flag went up and her the hands of the dancers and her I up. rose. Yes. <laughs> Everyone's on their feet. And then uh, she ends it in a very interesting, different never done way. Before. I've never seen her do it quite like this, where her and the dancers just go off, they walk down the center aisle. And of, fist pump anyone yeah, in their path. And they were in, and she's singing, and then they leave the auditorium, and you hear her say, good night. And that is the end of the show. And uh, I think when we, I turned to Tony immediately when the lights came and out. And you I said, said, it's one fifteen. I said, what time is it? Yeah, and it was like one ten, one fifteen by the time. I mean, it was late. I, uh... Tony and I made our way out. We tried to get a picture of us in front of the stage because they return the the red curtains, velvet curtains of the stage close, and they project uh, the X that was on the beginning. Uh, they reprojected at the end, and a friend of mine had gone the first night and actually got a picture in front of it. A so gorgeous photo. Gorgeous photo. That I am very jealous. I'm so the jealous, and I was like. Tony, we have to try and get this photo. and But you have to unlock the phones out in the lobby, and then they want you to immediately leave. Because, again, it's 1.15 in the morning, and the staff is tired. They want to go home. Yeah, I mean, we're not encouraging breaking the rules, but we're going to do this. We're going to try and find a way. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to find a way. I don't care if I have to fly to London, but I'm going to get myself a photo. (laughs) Miami, Miami. It'll be We'll go to Miami when it's cold here, and we'll just see the Madame X show. So, yeah, so um, it doesn't look, I mean, this is only the third show. There's going to be a fourth one tonight. Um, We don't know if she's going to adjust her, uh, you know, the time that she comes on stage. I just know that um, each show for every night has ended about 110, 115. And. I know everyone that has gone has commented that the next day they resemble a zombie who is partying. Oh my God. I was Madam Edge. Madam, Madam, Madam Edge. Madam X made me her bitch. And I was exhausted. Literally, I had to work all day the next day. And I was so spent. I, I, I never do this. I went to bed last night at 9 p.m. And I slept until 7.30 this morning. I, I was like... What is wrong with me? Yeah, I went to bed around nine. And, you know, what's funny, what I mentioned earlier, too, is that um, I went to work and I wasn't prepared to be the ambassador of Madonna Land <laughs> because I had to, like, you know, I mean, God, you know. I, how was she? How was she? How was, Tell it, me all about but, it. But, you know, I, I love sitting there telling everyone that would listen how great Madonna was. And I also love that people that know me at work um, 
know that that mattered a lot to me and mm-hmm. they wanted to hear how I felt about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so, I, kept, I just kept telling people, listen to the podcast. Which is great because, you know, for years I kept my love of Madonna secret out of fear mm-hmm. of whatever, you no, know. Tony. And now I'm literally wearing a t-shirt that says MLBC podcast. So <laughs> see what happens, guys. Life is a circle. Oh, yeah. But it was a, honestly, it's a, it's a great show. Uh, if you have any doubts that you're going to love it, I would challenge those doubts to say you are going to love it. It's uh, a wonderful theater experience. It's great to be there with Madonna. You will literally come alive. I'm not joking. Yeah, it's, it's just beautiful and brilliant and... Uh, it just really makes sense that this is the next evolution of what she's trying to do with her career. And I think it elevates her game. I, you know, yeah. I, I think suddenly all of the other, not that the other shows are simplistic, but there's just a richness to this show that hasn't really existed before. Exactly, because I feel like her previous story, especially the last two, have been produced with mass appeal in mind. Uh, you know, Live Nation had a lot to do with staging and, you know, uh, set list, whatever. But this is Madonna's most personal tour, I think, since Blonde Ambition. Yeah, it's really great. Uh, so You can I, see her fingerprints all over it. Please post pictures if you go. Let us know what you think. Yeah, here's another challenge. I mean, we're going to be going a couple more times and we're going to, you know, do another episode about, you know, what's changed, what's um, evolved, what's evolved, uh, you know, new perspectives, et cetera. But we also want to know what you thought and if you have any, um, you know, any stories or recollections that you would want to share, we'd love to read them, you know, in the next episode. So yeah, go ahead and send that to us. Um, Obviously, we're not asking for photos because you weren't able to take any. Right. Well, photos from outside the venue. Well, yeah, you can do that. Or, you know, and if you have a, maybe if you have a spare ticket lying around that you need to get rid of for free. Yeah, if you need a date for an upcoming Madame X performance, Steph and I are both available for, you know, Madame X shows, uh, bar mitzvahs, baptisms. Yeah, we're ready. You know, we're here for you people. So uh, we will take that, um, that generous gift. But yeah, now that, you know, I I was thinking, someone actually told me the other day, it's like, well, you know, after you see the show on Thursday, you're just going to kind of be over Madonna. I was like, no, actually, I'm back on this train full force. (laughs) Oh my God, I know. Um, I was like, how, I'm looking at my, at my, my uh, bank account thinking, can I? Budget another well, yeah. ticket? <laughs> no, oh yeah, me too. What was I doing when I got to work? Um, I made coffee. I told my Madonna experience, and then I went to Ticketmaster.com and was trying to <laughs> plot which more dates I'm going to be able to go to. Well, um, but that's the good thing. I don't know if any of you haven't, if you've not been on Madonna.com lately, they are offering the ticket lottery system that they advertised. So you have to send a little selfie of yourself making an X um, with the date of the show. For they, I think they do it the day before the show that they're offering the tickets. For for. They will randomly select uh, a winner, and if you win, you pay $10 for the tickets. Now, the tickets are, I think, randomly in the venue, so it's not like you're going to be front row. But but keep in mind, to be eligible, you have to have had your email address registered with Icon. Right, so go on Madonna.com, register if you've not already registered, and then you can enter the contest, but you have to enter it with that email. It's, I mean, it's a super simple process. And then if you get picked, actually, I, I'm dying to check my phone to see if I got picked for tonight's performance. Yeah, me too. I, I, I'm also wondering if sending uh, a nude selfie, making an X, would make your chances better. But I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, yeah, we, we shall. I'm, I might have to make an eye patch for my next entry because I think, well, you never know. It's whatever they, they think. But, but um, yeah, the bottom line is, is I... I am under Madame X's spell, and I want to see her as many more times as possible. 
uh, Europe, I'm coming for you. Mm. We'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, this is this is very exciting, and I'm I'm really I'm really looking forward to what is going to happen during this world tour. Yeah, me too. So that's that's about all I can give you today, guys. Yeah, our energy <laughs> is at a low point today, so I'm I'm proud of us for actually making it through the show. Uh, honestly, if Madonna ever listens to this podcast, I would not, I don't want a beauty skincare line next. I want like a vitamin line. Like if Madonna could just put like out like. Maybe like smoothie supplements. Or like or, a line of adaptogens. You yeah, know? something, that, you know, like, because God bless her for having the energy to do that. She did say that she, like, never sleeps. She even yeah. said it during the show. And, uh, yeah, I, I, God bless her for having the energy to do that. Yeah, because yesterday my MDNA eye masks and the reinvention cream were working overtime. <laughs> I'm not joking. Uh, I was just wearing two eye patches. Uh, <laughs> so you couldn't even see my eyes because they were just so baggy. So anyway, guys, stay tuned for our next episode coming in the next few weeks. Uh, you can catch us, you know, find us anywhere that podcasts are. Anywhere. Anywhere, you know. Spotify. Uh, Spotify, iTunes. Apple Podcasts. So um, also find us on Instagram at MLBC Podcast and send us your stories, memories, recollections of the Madame X experience. And uh, yeah, we look forward to uh, spending more time with you again in the future. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Thank you. Bye.